So you know what today's podcast is about, Joyce? Yes. It's about change. And you know what? What? I'm doing the intro. That's a change. <laughs> That's a change. Today on the Weekly Walk podcast, Eric and I go deep into conversation around the inevitability of change, how to navigate it, how to make the most of it, and maybe most importantly, how to treat change as an opportunity for growth, even when that's difficult. So if you are facing change, and here's the dirty little secret, we're all facing change all the time, lace up your sneakers and let's get going. Hey, Er. Hey, Joyce. What's your favorite cliche? My favorite cliche, let me think about it. Don't eat yellow snow. <laughs> How's that one? What does that mean? It, <laughs> I think it's literal. That's what I. That's what I mean. I'm not really sure. Is that a metaphor? Is that I just, think it's is just that a just thing. Sage wisdom. I, think, <laughs> I don't know. I bet we could turn that into a metaphor. All right. How about this one? Mm. The only constant is change. Right. I'm, it's such a metaphor. And a cliche. I'm sorry, not a metaphor, a cliche. It's not a metaphor because it just is what it is. It is what it is. And it is a cliche. And it's true. It's so frustrating because when things are great, on some level, we have to accept the fact that they're changing and they're not going to stay great. However, whatever kind of great, maybe they'll be great in a different way, but whatever's great at the moment is going to change. And then when things aren't great, they are going to change, but we have such a tendency to resist change because, cliche number two, do it. The devil you know? The devil you know is such a cliche that nobody even uses the whole cliche. Right. The devil you know is better than the devil you don't know? I think That's so. That's the full thing. I, I just say so. the devil you know. But nobody says the full thing. It's right. just assumed the devil you know. And you say, you know, you got to do like that knowing nod of your head. The and, devil you know. With, with a little eye roll like, in there. Kind of. <laughs> little eyebrow uh, eyebrow lift. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's another another cliche. And when I, I feel like when we resist change like that, it even it makes it harder. It's harder on ourselves, right? Which <laughs> leads to my next cliche. Are you ready? I'm ready. Go with the flow. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Well, we have certainly confronted our fair share of change over the last several months. Absolutely. You want to start with yesterday, today? Yesterday, we helped my mom move from her uh, house into an apartment with more people around and just... Well, let's be clear. It's independent living for older adults. Yes. And it's lovely. And even as we were leaving today at the midway through her second day, she uh, was expressing how nice it seems and how nice everyone is and how excited she is. Well... You say that, you make it sound like your mom has easily embraced this change, which certainly I think she sees the benefits, but no doubt that this change has been challenging for her. Oh, I'm sure. I know it's been very stressful. She's 
uh, has very mixed feelings yeah. about it, as as rightfully rightfully she should. This was a a big decision. It's a it's a big change. Moving sort of is a transitional change for her life. I mean, we're very excited for her to be in this community. We've been reading and watching the Blue Zones, and one of the biggest things they say in the Blue Zones is is having people around you and connection. A real sense of community. Yeah, Absolutely. and this, this place, I think, really strives for that. So we are, are excited and, and wishing her the best on this next next step and there's there's just a lot of good stuff so but it's it's a big change that that's a whopper that's a whopper and i don't know let's see six weeks ago two months now two months two months a little more huge change for us we took our daughter our youngest our baby girl off to college like a three-hour plane ride away. Don't remind me. <laughs> and, like, I'm thinking, whose idea was that? Whose idea was that? Yeah, it was sort of our idea. <laughs> but, wow, big change. And another one that we believe is great for her um, and ultimately great for everybody. You know, you got to grow up. you got to change all the things. But she walked into that one with a lot of anxiety and a few tears just a few (laughs) as did you and i oh yeah so lots lots of change our son just took the law school admission exam so that will be some change coming up in in a year and he graduates in the spring well i'm not so sure his personality is going to change all that because i feel like he's been a lawyer since he was 12 (laughs) um and my big change of earlier this summer, our big change, I shouldn't say mine, but we lost my dad. So, I mean, boom, boom, boom. And the world is changing every flippin' second. Yes. Yeah, that that change was, was a super whopper. bad whopper, yeah. So how do, but, we, how do you navigate? What I shouldn't say how do you. What are some some ways that we can navigate change better? Are there any? There are, and I think, I think sort of the first one is one understanding that the first the cliche number one the only constant is change. Like, I think the more you push against it, the harder it's going to be on you. The more stress you're going to have, and uh, you know, believe me, there are some some things you you want to fight against, but. In general, change is going to happen. So going into, I think it was cliche number three, which is a little bit of going with the flow and, and accepting it, under, you know, taking a, a look at it, trying to be a little objective with the change. You're, th- you're going, you're just teetering on the edge of some stoic philosophy, aren't you? <laughs> I feel it coming. I suspect the Stoics had the, something to say about change. The Stoics, yes, they they would they would say the same thing that change is going to happen, and we need to again just be aware of it, be present. Sort of a lot of those is be present a cliche, sort of. Definitely. Yeah. So cliche number four. <coughs> so be be present. 
And yeah. I think one of the big aspects of accepting that the only constant is change is uh, being really present for uh, for the good things. So you're sort of saying be present for the change, which is true. Be open to it, go with it, accept it, especially if it's you know the kind of change that is inevitable or possibly beneficial. But I think the other piece of it is we've got to really appreciate the good things because the good things are going to change too. I don't know if you could hear that, but Moose is dreaming and in his dream, he must be chasing rabbits because he is literally running. He's lying on the floor of the podcast booth and his little paws are running. It's absolutely hilarious. Um, so I didn't know what that noise was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I totally lost the thread. Where were we? The thread was around oh. being present and paying attention to the good things. You know, I think about this, like I've had this problem with my tooth for the last three years. And when my jaw hurts, I think about it a lot. And when it doesn't, I don't give it a second thought. I don't wake up every day being like, oh, my jaw feels great today. <laughs> but Is you that know, too weird? No, I think we should all do that. I think we should wake up tomorrow and assume... Wait, don't say it. Are you going to jinx me? No. No. And it doesn't when... work that way? It doesn't work that way. When your jaw feels great, I think we should all just wake up tomorrow and say, ah, oh, my jaw feels great. I bet if you say that, you will have a, a much better day than if you don't. I say, why wait till tomorrow? I think everybody, wait, you gotta, you gotta like open really big, give your jaw like a stretch. Like now a it's yawn? like, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, yawns are so contagious. <sighs> but how's your jaw feel when you do that? Uh, hmm. My jaw feels pretty good today, Eric. How does your jaw feel today? My jaw feels great. I'm gonna say that tomorrow morning too. I'm gonna wake up I, and say I, that. It sounds, this sounds so stupid, but I think we sort of mean it which is everybody should take a moment right now. And if you don't have a toothache, be happy because one day you are. So yeah, I, I think, and I think not a cliche, but perhaps a metaphor. Don't eat yellow snow? No. <laughs> but if you wake up and say, my jaw feels great, you're gonna start the day with gratitude and appreciation, and it's just gonna set you up for whatever comes your way. So. You know, that is also going to empower you to negotiate change from a little better position. Or there's a there's a flip side to that, which, which is, is not so positive. <laughs> okay. But I, no, I'm really sort of thinking this through, right? If I put out there to the world that in all likelihood, most of us are going to have a toothache at some point. If you stop and appreciate how good you feel at this moment... Does that somehow like set you up for fear or disappointment or, you know, I, I even said to you, like, am I going to jinx myself? So noticing the good, I think, what am I trying to say? I think there's an element of if we think about the change and the bad, then somehow we're preparing ourselves for it. So we shouldn't pay too much attention to the good because we're not going to, if we do that, we're not going to prepare ourselves for the bad. This is sort of a thing with you. What? 
I mentioned this once or twice. Once, or <laughs> once or twice. Well, you wanted to tell the the library story again. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I I I think that maybe that is some of the energy that we bring to it, and we want to be mindful. But I don't think that there's a, a downside to being present when things are good, appreciating the moment, having gratitude, and probably accepting and understanding. And this is not saying a negative thing like, I'm going to jinx myself because I'm talking about how good my jaw feels, but I am, uh, my jaw very well may feel crappy in a few weeks, months, years, whatever, another two Or tomorrow. Or tomorrow. <laughs> So let's enjoy the now and realize that the fact that we enjoy, are enjoying the now, embracing the positive now, really has no effect on the future. But I want to bring this all back to this conversation around change because I think it does relate to our fear of change. And I would speculate that perhaps it is our fear of change that is part of what drives our uh, reluctance to really appreciate where we are because we're afraid it's going to change. So if we accept the reality that it's all going to change, then maybe, just maybe, that frees us a little bit. So maybe it does all relate to change. You know what? What? I'm pretty friggin' evolved. <laughs> <laughs> You've been working on yourself, I dear. Have. Because over the spring and even into the summer, when we would have dinner together, you, me, and Maddie, and watch some ridiculous cooking baking show. or baking <laughs> show together, like there were many times, almost regular times, that I just appreciated the fact that, that the three of us, four if you count Moose, were together. And I knew that there was a, a very hard stop date on this. And just, you know, I was I was in it. I was in the moment. And yeah. All right. So change is coming. Okay. So what else can we do to sort of prepare ourselves for the inevitability of constant change? Well, one of the things I think goes to something we talk about all the time, which is having a growth mindset around it. And well, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I'm all excited, <laughs> right? There's no better opportunities for growth than change. Well, I'll give you a for instance. Are you ready? I'm ready. It's talking about growth mindset. So uh, my mom's at her her new place. And probably right about at this moment, she is learning to play canasta. I totally want to learn to play canasta. Uh, and just even saying it, like it sounds sort of weird and exotic, but it's actually a, just a card game. I thought it was some like weird thing that you play, but it's just a card game, sort of like spades or crazy eights or something. <laughs> but she has a growth mindset and she is... Like I said, at this very moment as we're recording, she is probably learning how to play canasta. And, you know, that's that's a growth mindset. 
So one way to help really embrace the inevitability of change is to treat those opportunities, treat those changes as growth mindsets, even though sometimes they're difficult, sometimes they're painful. They all present opportunities to learn something new. And I will say this caveat, you know, because we've we've mentioned your dad and all that. We're not saying do this, you know, when that's happening, when that happened or whatever. Like, you know, some change is just blah and bad. But give it time, move on. And when you're faced with these other things, I think, again, using my mom as, as that example, even using our empty nester hood as an example, bringing, okay. bringing a growth mindset. And listen, I adore our kids. And if I could blink my eyes and have them back in the nest, happy, not because like, you know, they've blown up their lives in some way, right? <laughs> if I could blink my eyes and go back a few years, I would do that. But they're not. And we are growing and evolving and learning new things like when to dink <laughs> and when to bang. <laughs> and for anybody who thinks I'm in the gutter, those are pickleball herbs. <laughs> and the, uh, the truth is, I've been saying for years and years that I wish I had a hobby. Now I have a hobby. It's a hobby we do together, which makes it even more fun. And it's a part of a growth mindset. Our day-to-day -day life has changed okay, what are we going to do about that? We could be sitting in a dark room missing our kids. And instead, we are missing our kids from the pickleball court. <laughs> um, but it's it's really difficult when you're in a... What are you laughing about? Cliche number five. Bring it. When God closes the door, he opens a window. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's It's true. I mean, it's all true. Right? Closing the door to our kids and opening the window to pickleball. <laughs> and th this goes to something that I say all the time now because it's just one of the through, it's one of the biggest personal lessons I had to learn or I have learned. Um, and you're probably going to be tired of hearing this one too, but it's the two things can be true. Uh, which is I can, absolutely know, true. You know, yeah. I can simultaneously be really... Uh, sad uh, that that's part of our life is over, that having our kids, raising our kids. I mean, it takes my breath away, right, that that part of our life is over. But I am excited to have a little bit more time and a little bit more space, even mental and emotional space. Yeah. And I'm a little bit, yeah, happy to have more pickleball. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we did, we did have dinner together, the three of us and, and the four of us when Mason was still home, you know, as, as many nights as we could. And it did put some pressure to get home, fire up the grill, whatever we were cooking. And now that's sort of off. Like, you know, we got home the other day and like, you know, those Nutrisystem frozen pizzas we have in the basement? They were delicious. Uh, let's just have those for dinner. They were shockingly delicious. Today's I... podcast brought to you by Nutrisystem. Nutrisystem. <laughs> Not really. But they are friends of 99 Walks. They so. are. And uh, just side note, the French toast, also delicious. <laughs> the French toast is so delicious that you actually had to sort of 
confess to me that you ate the last one. And this is what I didn't tell you. So one night I was upstairs reading and Eric was downstairs and I heard him banging around in the kitchen, which is pretty <laughs> unusual because we don't typically snack after dinner. It's just not part of our routine. And I heard you banging around and I was like, what is he doing? And then I heard you fire up the air fryer. And I was like, what is he? And I didn't figure, I didn't figure it out, but I knew you were up to something. <laughs> well, we've been watching these baking shows <laughs> and I was just craving something sweet and it was literally the only thing I could find. It was satisfying though, right? It was delicious. I know. Delicious. So I was listening to another podcast weeks ago and I heard this guy talking about this metaphor of being sure that you have decorated several rooms in your house. You know what I'm talking about? I, I do. I do. And I'm going to sort of relate this to our kids, and though it's, it's not exactly our way, but sort of having multiple ways of defining yourself, multiple outlets. So the example that I'm going to use, again, doesn't really apply to us. And but, I'm going to give you another example. Yeah. But let's say you are a parent and you are a stay-at-home parent and it's really how you've defined yourself for the last 18 years or 20-something years. And then if your last kid goes off to school or when they go off to school, that's going to be a really difficult adjustment to that change. Unless you start playing pickleball. <laughs> Unless you start playing pickleball. Because as this uh, author, Brad Stolberg, was talking about having different rooms in your house. Like if your parenting room is this ginormous room that takes up 80% of the square footage of your house. Your metaphorical house. Let's just be really your, clear. This is this is your house as a metaphor, not actually your house. Not actually your house. <laughs> Correct. And then maybe some of the other identities that you have, even spouse or uh, maybe pickleball player. And those are very, very, very small things. And then when you lose one of them, if it takes up 80% of your house, the other rooms are small and cramped and not that comfortable. But if your house has three or four or five roughly equally sized rooms, or maybe some, you know, the parenting one is bigger, but you're still getting out and playing pickleball once a week. So you have the pickleball room to fall back on or you... And the pickleball community. Right. Because the different rooms can foster different communities and relationships. Yes. So you had you said you had an analogy or a metaphor. What's the difference between an analogy and a metaphor? I don't know. Oh, one starts with A and one starts with M. <laughs> there are rules around this. Maddie once tried to teach me. Okay. Uh, you had a conversation with a guy that we know in town uh, many months ago. And this is somebody who uh, our kids were the same age, are the same age. And you don't know what I'm talking about yet. I'll get you there. Not yet. He had one house in his room. He had one room in his house. One room in his house. <laughs> uh, and that was he worked and made a lot of money. Oh, yeah. And the priority. And frankly, everybody in town knew that. Like that was his reputation. That was his reputation around school, et cetera, et cetera. And well, it was your story, not mine. But apparently he sort of woke up one day. He's not particularly well at the moment and realized 
that his work room was ginormous and his family and relationship room had not been tended. Yeah, and it took him a, a few years and he had some ups, ups and downs and bumps and bruises. Uh, but when I spoke to him, he seemed in a pretty good place. Little, I think he had some regret that he really just focused on that room, but he was, and he was trying to make up for it now. But yeah, that was, you know, work, career, money, etc. That was, that was, that was his house. That was his house. <laughs> that but was where he lived. <laughs> that, but his story, uh, I think, is really instructive here because he made a change. Yes. Uh, and he made a change, I think, later than he would have liked. But he made a change and decorated some of his other rooms. So if you know change is coming, it definitely helps to um, not buoy it, temper it. There's a word I'm looking for, but I suppose it's temper it. Yeah, buffer it, get get rid. Buffer is the word. Buffer, okay, buffer it. And again, you may be at a point where parenting is your focus and that's all well and good. You may be in a point where career is your focus, but maybe go into those rooms and, you know, fluff the pillows every, every now and then. Like the, the, I don't know if this is a cliche, but the thing that, that they, the analogy that they use maybe is like professional athletes. If you are a professional football player and that's how you identify yourself. That's what you have. That's all. That's how the world sees you and, and you embrace that. Right. That's your giant room. And you either get a career ending injury or as father time creeps up on all of us, you right, get to the you, point where, <laughs> yeah, what? you get to the point where you have to retire. What? Yes from professional football <laughs> and you don't have those other rooms you don't have those other identities you're gonna be uh you're gonna have a difficult time dealing with that change and there's there's so much research around this and there's so many stories around this and people look at professional athletes and they had so many accolades and they made so much money and everything should be great and then yeah when they lose that identity so many of those people really, really struggle. Yeah, they go off the rails, so to speak. So, but again, go into so, the rooms and fluff the pillows. Okay, I like go, it. Go fluff your metaphorical pillows on something else. If if you're very work focused, you know, take a little time and put it, put some attention to your relationships or hobbies or something else, and. That way, when the inevitable change happens, like you're just, it's just like putting money in the bank. You will be that much more prepared. I have one last thought on all of this. Okay. What if, what if maybe we don't want change? What if we just like where we are? Uh, well, it goes back to what we were talking about, which is appreciate the heck out of where you are and accept that things are going to change because no matter what things are are going to change it's just a fact it's just the way the world is it makes me a little bit sad honestly um, i mean i'm having a little bit of melancholy day but it makes me sad but honestly in my brain what i'm saying to myself uh what i'm holding on to actually from this conversation 
is the growth mindset and the opportunities that change even when it's difficult presents the opportunities that change presents change brings change yeah whatever whatever change change brings opportunities i mean even today a little sad or a little melancholy but we we brought our dog moose our podcast dog moose uh <laughs> to uh, my mother my mom's new place and he's such a good dog he just you know he would greet and sniff people he doesn't bark he doesn't jump ever and he just follows us he just walks along we barely have to leash him and you know i was thinking like he's getting old he's 12. Changes coming. Changes coming. And yeah, I know how you're, you want to, should we tell everybody how you're dealing with that inevitable change to oh, our family? How? Moose's age. Feeding him every treat <laughs> you possibly can imagine. <laughs> Vanilla cream cookies are a perfectly fine dog treat. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. He looked so happy. He did. He did. Starbucks bacon Gruyere egg bites. Perfectly fine dog treat. <laughs> Not the whole thing, just like a little nibble of mine, but. <laughs> yeah, just to be clear, we do, we do not buy Starbucks for our dogs. Yes, our dog's like... diet is Starbucks <laughs> eggs and vanilla cream cookies. No, no wonder he's going to die soon. <laughs> Somebody's going to come take him away. No, no, no. Dog food daily. But anyway, but you, you know, it's the, the urge to treat him because little, we know the change is coming. Little, little treats. <laughs> <laughs> for, for a very good boy. So here's the thing. Every now and then, Eric and I wonder, is anybody listening? Does anybody care? If you are listening, and if you care, I would be so grateful if you would take a moment and add a review, a rating, a something to wherever it is you listen to podcasts. Share this podcast on your social media channels or just hit Eric and I up and let us know that, yup, you're listening, yup, you care, and yes, we are making a difference.